Welcome into another episode of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack, uh, making his return. Rob Cassidy joining us from South Florida. Rob, how's it going today? It's going, man. And just a heads up to you guys and the listeners that if my doorbell rings, it's the ceviche guy, and I'll just have to sneak away while you guys talk to accept his offerings. Boy, it must be nice uh, getting food delivered right to your house from an average uh, tapas restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a fast food ceviche place, so it's even uh, making it making it add to sound. Okay. And then, uh, uh, then joining us from Austin, Texas, Nick Kruger. Nick, how's it going? Hey, if uh, my doorbell rings, it's my delivery underwear. Oh yeah, meundies.com. <laughs> Not a sponsor of the show. That's that's tied Yet. up in Yahoo Legal. <laughs> Um, so anyway, we want to remind everybody, uh, you can find us of course on Apple podcasts and every other podcast app, give us a subscription, leave us a review, uh, <laughs> meundies.com. Sorry. That's just funny to me. <laughs> who came up with that? Huh? You know what I need? Delivery underwear. <laughs> and who came up with the name? You know, it's like they, they sat down and they're like, all right, let's call it myundies.com. And I no, was like, no, 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 made no, from a hundred percent. They're made from 100% locally sourced Modal, a fabric that's four times softer than cotton, okay? Oh, man. For, for every podcast I've ever listened to. Yeah, I got Maybe, Maybe I will have to order some. That sounds nice. So anyway, you, you can't, we don't have a promo code for MeUndies, so um, <laughs> we can't recommend or not recommend and their services. promo code Quick Hips. Jeez, we're off to a great start. So hit us up on Twitter. Leave us a review. Please subscribe. Uh, leave us a review talking about how you hate Rob, which is uh, those get read on the air 100%. So we got to jump right into it. Now, I've been waiting to talk about this. this. We might as well just basically start in rants and recommendations early here. As we have uh, a situation with Wisconsin this week. Okay, or I guess it, it happened late last week. Ben Bryant, three-star quarterback. He got an offer from Georgia. Now, Georgia's casting a pretty wide net here when it comes to quarterbacks as they've missed on uh, several of their top targets. So they're offering a lot of guys. I think they're offering some of these players basically to come throw on campus to see who's serious and they can see who they like in person. Um, and it's understandable because they took five stars in back-to-back years. So obviously these top-ranked guys do not want to follow there. But anyway, he, he was committed to Wisconsin. He tweeted out the offer. He said, humbled to receive an offer from the University of Georgia. And then, lo and behold, he comes out and says, I got a call from Wisconsin saying there's no longer a spot for me because I posted that I got another offer. I'm very disappointed. Uh, well, <laughs> then he let her, he takes to Twitter, tells his whole story. Uh, but I think, you know, it's, this is frustrating because I, I don't want to read this entire thing. Uh, but basically, he said he's, he was very committed. He was excited to get the offer. He posted it. Uh, he said he told the coach ahead of time that he got the offer. Uh, he told the Wisconsin coach and told him he was still committed. Um, and then the next morning is when he was told he wasn't a good fit and, and was encouraged to continue to look for a fit. Um, the implication that my loyalty to UW had been compromised was not true. And this is what saddens me the most, is what our boy Ben said. And then... Uh, he said, honestly, communication with Wisconsin and my feeling of being part of the family has been subpar at times during several visits. So I think what happened was, and you know, we can kind of bat this around. My theory is Wisconsin didn't want the kid anymore and they were looking for a way to cut bait. Uh, and they used their uh, high and mighty uh, excuse here to get out of it 
Rob, what, let's go with you first. What One million thousand percent exactly what happened. I also would like to teach a class to recruits on what the word humbled means because that thing gets misused more than, <laughs> I mean, more than anything in social media. Um, yeah, that's a thousand percent what happened, though. Uh, well, but, what I'd be rid of him, and they got rid of him. Yeah, but I, I'd be I'd be interested to know that. I mean, that obviously sounds like uh, the obvious. Um, explanation but i'd be interested to know too if he actually did call the coach the night before if the coach then in turn told him not to post the offer on social media uh and then he and then he did it and that's and and then in turn they told him no or or if the, or what that conversation was like with the coach beforehand why well, does I, the coach care if he posted on social media well i'm just i'm just saying like i'm just saying like if i'm just playing devil's advocate it, it kind of gives them a leg to stand on as far as their is the point that they're taking in this dispute here is all, is all i'm saying sure well but but the issue is and i think that nick makes a good point or you know a little bit but who but who cares i mean this is i guess this is why people shouldn't have twitter accounts uh now we know oh, why because <laughs> it's like what what is going on like so what the kid tweeted an offer he said he's excited to to, to have it he didn't say i'm going to visit he didn't say like a million a million one of these kids oh i'm still i'm still open but i'm committed <laughs> he didn't say any of that i mean the kid's got like one other offer you know what I mean? Like it's not—it's not like he has all this stuff going on that that he's looking around. So he was excited. Yeah, look, man. At the end of the day, if this was Trevor Lawrence coming to Wisconsin, he tweeted he got an offer from Georgia. They would not have dropped him. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. mean, that's all there is to it. Yeah, that's that's kind of and that's st- unfortunately that stings a little bit if you're the if you're the kid. I mean, but I think I think and I tweeted at he tweeted that big thing about how he was sorry and I told I tweeted I retweeted him and said, "Do you have nothing to be sorry for? You're getting bullied by these coaches, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Now you've got a no, you've I got agree. a te- you've got a teenager who who thinks he ruined his whole life, and you, you know what it's like when you're a teenager. Everything's the most dramatic thing in the world, you know. And guess what? Lo and behold, Wisconsin quickly got a commit from another quarterback. I mean, um, I think it was it the same day or was it? It might have been actually the week before. I'm trying to I'm trying to track that while we're while we're talking here. But so they're allowed to recruit another quarterback, but he's not allowed. Um, oh yeah, you know what? They, he, they they took the second commitment while they already had the while Bryant was already in the the class. They took Chase Wolf, another quarterback. So. They recruited another quarterback. Well, that's exactly what when we were talking about Iowa last year. That's ex- that's the exact same conversation that we had before because uh, the you know the the receiver uh, that he committed at the end put it all out on the on the line and said you know and, and said that the whole reason he in addition to what we had learned from uh, Chevin Callaway's saga, uh, you know he 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 said that just you said it you said it that you know they're they're allowed to offer a kid with another who's already been committed meanwhile they're telling me that i can't take visits elsewhere listen to other schools and things like that it's definitely a double standard it's a big 10 thing i guess huh yeah (laughs) it's the sec that gets the rap right for over signing and everything but meanwhile big 10's just dropping kids for tweeting the wrong thing or speaking out of turn or what i don't know if this is children should be seen not heard thing or what's going on up there in the midwest well, the, the children, you sound like my mom. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, we're going to have some drops of my mom here coming up soon. Uh, so, <laughs> and I've been uh, going through some old videos and whatnot. And we had one of my mom uh, screaming at me to shut up the other day that I meant to text you guys. I forgot. 
<laughs> so uh, be on the lookout for that as we continue to work on building this our soundboard. This is the Woody Womack Emotional Issues Podcast. Welcome to <laughs> your host, Rob Cassidy. <laughs> a lot of issues. I have commitment issues based on the way my mom treated me. But uh, anyway, the, you know, our boy John McNamara, who covers uh, the uh, Wisconsin for us at BadgerBlitz.com, you know, he said, you know, it was an odd situation. It, the problem you have is Wisconsin can't come out and say, you know, this is what happened. And that's, you know, which is, is kind of weird. I just think, I don't know. I just think it could have worked out better. The, anytime you dump a kid, though, it's going to be bad. And it's clearly they wanted to dump him. So uh, I think personally, <laughs> I, it, it's, it's a bad look for Wisconsin. But a lot of the kids I talked to, about it with Wisconsin offers at the Rivals Camp this past weekend. You know, they gave me the, it's a business. It was a business decision, you know. Um, so, it's a business, guys. So, guess what? Sorry, Ben. I told him, come out to the Rivals Camp this weekend. He's yet to sign up. So, um, maybe you should get off Twitter and, and get that registration form filled out, huh? Yeah, it's, a, it's a business until, you know, a kid decommits the day before signing day, and then it's, you know, a breach of loyalty. <laughs> right, exactly. So, anyway, I, I, it's not going to affect Wisconsin's recruiting that much. I just think you never want to be the school that gets these stories that cross over to national news um, because then, you know, it, it's it's just a bad look. It's bad PR this time of year. PR nightmare, as Eric Winter would say. Um and there's nothing they can can really do about it. So they're going to move on. We're going to move on. Uh, Lane Kiffin made his made headlines. <laughs> Stop there. Today. Lane Kiffin. Or not today. Earlier this week when he uh, offered a seventh grader, Caden Martin, the son of T. Martin, former Tennessee quarterback and, of course, the offensive coordinator at USC. Uh, this was VIP scoop I saw on Twitter. Um, does this surprise you guys or is this just a classic? Is this just Kiffin doing his thing? No, isn't Lane our guy that offered the seventh grader years ago when he was at USC? This is Lane yeah, doing Lane, David, man. Yeah, David Sills. Yeah. Yeah, this is Lane doing Lane. And, you know, the more pressing Lane issue, I think, this week is the people, the good people that cover Nebraska for us, Sean Callahan pointed out to me, is they're hosting this camp. <laughs> if you go to the sign-up sheet at the FAU website, the Lane Kiffin football camps, it looks like A, I designed it in sixth grade, and B, in 30-point font. At the very top of the website, the first words are no, absolutely no refunds with 13 exclamation points. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Cal oh, uh, and I were yucking it up about that. Well, you'll be attending that camp, won't you? I will hey, be guys, I will not be asking for a refund either. I want you. I want you guys to know something right now. I was watching Hot Bench a couple weeks ago, and uh, there was a dispute between a hairdresser and a client. And uh, the hairdresser on her Craigslist page put no refunds, yet the client came in and sued. And Judge Larry Backman astutely pointed out that just because you put no refunds on your site doesn't mean you're entitled to uh, withhold all uh, collections from a, from a services rendered. So, you know, just keep that in mind, well, Lane. It's clear, yeah, it's clear Lane has not been watching Hot Bench along with the members of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to get on. My, I, got, I got a lot of episodes of my DVR I need to catch up on, but... Um, there will be hot bench drops as well. We need to find some. Yeah, we need to do a hot bench trivia show. Uh, I've been watching. I've been, you know, intermittently. I haven't watched every day, but I'm probably good for two or three a week. No, all my hot bench knowledge comes from the Tony Kornheiser show, where I also learned about Modal uh, and MeUndies. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Sorry, but, I, completely, I completely hijacked the lane conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just shocking that that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I mean. 
middle school is getting offers is kind of a thing now. I mean, the kid's going to be an eighth grader here next year. I think I'm trying to remember when Harrison Bailey started getting his offers. I guess it was last year this time, so a year ahead of time. I do think it kind of puts a little bit of pressure on the kid. The kid evidently is an elite athlete. I talked to his brother, Amari Rogers, who signed with Clemson last year, and he said he's a great baseball player. Um, so, so this probably kicks off the recruitment. I'd have to think that he had a conversation with Martin, though. This is they know each other. Um, I, I, I th- I'm trying to remember if, if T. Martin was. I think T. Martin was on the staff. Yeah, wasn't he was he? there. He was there. Yeah, it was him so, and Ed O. And man, that was quite a staff. Right, so they know each other, so it's obviously something that this just didn't happen by accident, right? You think this is a you, Rob? You think it's more of a PR player? You just think it's a hey, let's get the kids' recruitment started, get his name out there. Yeah, look, if anybody knows how their recruiting game works, it's T, right? So he gets in contact with Lane, who he knows has no no issues offering seventh and eighth graders, uh, and probably sweetheart deals him, and is like, look, if you offer him now, even if you don't get him, you know, it gets your name back out there, gets his name, the kid's name out there, more importantly. Uh, and you know how this works. What do you do, Nick? I mean, once you get one offer, no matter how young you are, uh, then everybody takes a look at your film, tries to figure out what they're missing, and then the next thing you know, you have 10. Right. So so anyway. Uh, I was, I, that's a good point by you, too, because I was just doing the math in my head. I mean, do we do we all really think that Lane Kiffin is still going to be at FAU in five years? No way. Lane doesn't you know? even think Lane's going to be No, exactly. You know, <laughs> and if, make sure you tell FAU absolutely no refunds and 10 exclamation points. <laughs> Right, and if the kid is, if the kid, is, well, I th- uh, that might be listed on Rival site when you order a subscription. I'm not sure, but uh, you know, the the kid's going to be a good player regardless whether it's a quarterback, you know, whether he turns out to be a baseball player. I mean, it's not like you're going out on a limb here. I mean, his dad won a national championship. His his half brother, as I mentioned, was a four star. I believe uh, he has an older sister who's who's a track college athlete. So I mean, and the kid is huge too, right? He's like big. I think he's like 5'11", yeah, as a 7th grader. Um, you know, that's pretty big, I would say. Not huge, but uh, huge, potentially large, <laughs> as, as Nick and I like to say. So, um, you know, it's it's news. It gives us something to talk about. It gives us some, I think I got, you know, some clicks out of it when I posted the story. So, thanks, Elaine. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll keep an eye. We'll keep an eye on the kid. Now, Kentucky, in the news. They get a commitment from Jaron Williams, who just decommitted, I swear, like two weeks ago. He decommitted the day after the Atlanta camp. So where were we? We went to Charlotte, New Jersey, Columbus. So yeah, three weeks ago, he's out and then he's back in. Kentucky fans are celebrating, I think rightfully so. Um, You know, I'm most familiar with this kid. Uh, I don't handle his coverage anymore, but I, I do think it's interesting you know, the way it went down, I'm curious, and I read a lot of articles about it, you know, our our Kentucky site, uh, Cats Illustrated, does a great job of covering it, but I never really understood why he decommitted and what why he went immediately went back. Now, because he know, thought he was going to get an offer that didn't show up probably, right? Well, he's got, he's got a lot of offers. Um, he's got a lot of offers. I think what happened was he opened his recruitment up and he might have found out that you know, he, a lot of these coaches still wanted to see him throw. Yeah, a lot so, of those were camp offers, you know. And it's, right, right. Let's yes. go ahead and call it what it is because I know what you're thinking and I'll just go ahead and say it. This is what Alabama is notorious for. Uh, they offer a, a quarterback and then that offer is really, uh, you can come to camp and throw for us and then if you're good, uh, we'll offer the best one of the bunch. They do this every year, you know it as well as I do. Uh, the offers aren't really offers until you throw in front of everybody at the camp. And I wonder if there was some 
wires crossed there. Uh, so that decommitment happened, and then he was like, oh, crap, <laughs> and came running back. <laughs> yeah, that that might have happened, and I, I could totally see that being being something that happened. And I, I'm not saying, I mean, you know, Kentucky fans are real salty about his ranking and, and everything like that. And I think he's going to move up uh, in the in the rankings when they come out. He looked pretty good at the camp in Atlanta, throwing alongside some of the, the best quarterbacks in the country. So my thing is, from him, I want to see – you know, his team wins some games. Um, he plays in an offense where you're going to put up numbers regardless. And we've had this in the past where, you know, I think the the biggest example was uh, the running back who went to Tennessee. People were arguing, look at these numbers he's putting up. These are ridiculous. And that's like, well, yeah, the running back before him that went to Akron put up the same numbers and he's never played at, at Akron. You know, no, we're talking about the kid at Naples, huh? Right, yeah, and that you know, friend of the show, Bill Kramer, of course. That's Bill Kramer, the king of saying that stuff was on him and not on the team. And Bill Kramer, the one time I met him, spent twenty minutes trying to convince me to move to Naples because everything was quote cleaner there than it is in Miami. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Nick and I spent plenty of time with him. Uh, he's got a Greek wife, so you know he's a you know he's a he's a class act, and everything's on him. So, and my subject to Kentucky. Before we move on, I was at an unnamed high school this week. And I don't know if they think they're going to lose him or if they're trying to get a second kid in the class. But, I mean, there was a Kentucky assistant coach in the same office I was in asking for a quarterback's transcript uh, and wanting to see him throw. So I don't know if they're going to try to take two in this class or what it is. Uh, they didn't offer the kid. They didn't end up offering the kid. But, I mean, they're definitely sniffing around at some guys. <laughs> well, it never hurts to have a, a backup plan. I think, you know, that might be the case when the kid's already decommitted once. He says he's in for good. I, like I said, I can't. I can't seem to get to the bottom of what. Like, like I mean, everyone's like, all this stuff happened, and I. I mean, I read several stories, and I never saw what happened. So, um, you know, it's, I'm a little confused. About, I'm a little confused as to why he did it, but you know, good for him. I mean, he, he, he explore your options never hurts. And Kentucky fans, you should be excited. I mean, you know, if you're if you believe, and this is this is something we always talk about when we we talk about the rankings. If you really believe in your coaching staff, then you really shouldn't care about what we think from a rankings perspective, you know. Um, and and obviously that you know the Kentucky took a two star JUCO quarterback um, who turned out to be pretty good for them last year and led them to a bunch of wins. You know, Drew Barker, who's a guy who we ranked relatively high, I think in the two fifty. He he hasn't had much of an impact there due to injuries and other issues. So, anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> there's not a lot going on, guys. It's a slow period. So, uh, hips, huh? Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> we're almost done with camps. We're almost done with seven-on-sevens. Then we move into the – now it's now it's where, like you said, Rob, a lot of these kids are asked to camp. What do you say – Competition level wise, I'm going to tell you my opinion. The rivals camps are are considerably better competition than what you see at a camp at like Florida State or anywhere else. Correct? Or when you guys agree, I know Nick, you haven't been to too many, but when you agree, Rob, any school camp you've been to, there's usually about ten good players. Yeah, one thousand percent. I mean, they take you know they have the guys that they're interested in that are that level of player, and then they have the guys from local high schools that can pay however much money because they charge you know we don't charge for our camps and you know camp, the opening doesn't charge for their camps these all-star camps there's no money involved right so you don't have to make a money grab by inviting kids that have no future uh these university camps i mean you know put the, they're a business you know business decision you have to take you know five foot four linebacker 
and get his 75 bucks for the t-shirt in the weekend, you know? Yeah, it, it, it's it's definitely, and I've had this argument with, with high school coaches before. I'm telling, I tell them, we take 185 players to one of our camps. And, you know, one of the earliest barriers to get in is to have a power five offer. You know, we obviously take some kids without offers that we think are going to be good later down the road. Uh, Greg Gibson, uh, big shout to the guy who uh, runs our camps for us. He tells the kids that, he says, if you're here, we believe you're going to be a FBS player. And that's true. So you're talking about, like you said, Rob, I mean, there are no, there are no bodies in there just, just meant to fill. I mean, this is, these are, these are talented players. And I've had that argument with coaches and we've seen now with kids, uh, kids of coaches. Now coaches can come to the camp if their son competes. So we saw, you know, at the, at the Charlotte camp, I mean, we had Brent Venables, the Clemson defensive coordinator out there, Will Muschamp. Uh, the, the South Carolina coach, his son was there. And then, and then I believe Dana Holgerson was also there. And then I think there was one other coach. So, I mean, you had four college coaches out there watching their sons compete. And that was, that was pretty interesting. I, I always like to get their opinions of the coaches when they do come to the events and stuff like that. So we're going to keep, keep on keeping on. We got a lot of stuff to do. I mean, you know, hopefully Rob gets out and visits some schools, <laughs> you know, hit the road again. Yeah. Hit the, hit the I'll road. Doing, I'll be doing a 10 day road trip through Alaska. <laughs> well be careful because i just came off a big road trip yeah but you didn't go to school i saw so many yeah 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 i went to i went to like i went to five schools mm-hmm. uh yeah. between monday there, there were more i saw more assistant coaches yesterday at the schools that i went to from various universities and programs than i had pretty much all of last year total in general so can you describe right. the assistant coaches hips <laughs> mostly stiff they're pretty old in a lot of cases there's a there's a few young upstarts out there but uh you know might Wait, be some we're really, we're really scrounging for content here aren't we all right so let's move on uh it's time we're gonna we're gonna jump way ahead in the podcast we're going we're going short again this week we're gonna jump way ahead to tweet of the week all right we got you got a sound effect uh i that's that's all post <laughs> Oh, you're putting it in post? Okay. Post. We're doing it post. Um, <laughs> so, we mentioned him earlier in the show. This week's Tweet of the Week comes from Amari Rogers, uh, brother of Caden Martin and uh, son of T. Martin, who uh, he's committed to Clemson, actually signed with the Tigers. He tweeted, to anybody that watches hashtag Game of Thrones, whenever you see Joffrey on the screen, don't you just want to break the TV <laughs> with the frowning face emoji? <laughs> So I don't think either one of you guys watches Game of Thrones. No, I've never but, seen it. No. Yeah, if Joffrey's the worst, and uh, <laughs> is, is Joffrey a flying dragon? Uh, no, Joff- uh, Joffrey is uh, the, the prince. Uh, no spoilers. Uh, Wait. Get- oh, I was going to spoil. Never mind. I didn't no. think you watched it. Well, i I was gonna I was gonna share the last scene of Game of Thrones that I had seen personally, and I didn't even consider if that might be a spoiler to some people. So yeah, no, it, keep it, it to myself. It, it involved a flying dragon. I love no. Rob's hot take. We had Jason Whitlock on the show here complaining about dragons. But I've never seen the show. I don't know. I just know that there's dragons and swords. That's like it's a good show. It's quality TV. I would highly recommend anybody watch. There's it. snow ghosts. I'm right? sure it's fine television. I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't know a thing about it. 
<laughs> right. We don't have any. We don't know anything about anything right now as we're scrambling to uh, for content here this week. But we hope you guys enjoy listening to us talk because we take time out of our day uh, when we when we should be doing other things, of course, uh, like Rob. Hey, I was the only one that was out of school last week. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was out of school once. Again, this week I'm headed to O'Fallon Township. I'm going, wow. I'm going to a spring game tonight. I'm going to go see a school that is in a strip mall, play a football game. <laughs> so, you know, that's going to be great. <laughs> that That is quality. All right, move, moving on. Rants and recommendations. Now, this week, uh, we're really scrounging for, for, for content, as I said. But I do have... Uh, a recommendation. Now, I don't know how many of you guys, uh, I don't know how many of you guys have, uh, the subscription service, uh, Amazon Prime, but there's a lot of good content on there, right? It's just, you know, the problem is it's not on Apple TV, so I have to unplug a cord, et cetera, plug in a, my Blu-ray player, which still exists to try to watch it. Anyway, there's a show called The Man in the High Castle. It's based on a book. Ah, this is the this is the Hitler show, correct? Yes, this is a show based on if we had lost World War II, and uh, basically the Nazis take over from uh, the Rocky Mountains over, and the Japanese rule uh, the West Coast, uh, and then there's a weird zone in the middle where it seems to be like there's no rules. Um, <laughs> so it seems like where a lot of the minorities fled to and stuff like that. I think. Um, but boy, what a good show. I mean, you want to talk about having a visceral reaction. You know, if anybody ever accuses me of not being a patriot, they could have just seen my face when I saw that when I saw that swastika on the American flag. I was so mad. I was like, you know, it was a Mike Gundy, this makes me want to puke situation. <laughs> I, was, I was really mad. So I highly recommend it. I've only watched about two or three episodes and I watched it uh when I was uh, in my hotel room writing recruiting updates at two in the morning on Saturday night, uh, so I, way to put yourself over there. Yeah, I need to do more, but I'm not. I need to do more of those. Um, so anyway, that's my recommendation for the week. I would highly recommend watching it. Amazon Prime, The Man in the High Castle, ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes season one. I didn't even know Rotten Tomatoes did TV, but uh, apparently they do, and they like it. 89% audience score. That's that's pretty good. That is pretty good. I've been watching Master of None Season 2, which is predictably awesome, uh, as Master of None Season 1 was also awesome. Uh, so I guess that's my recommendation for the week. But I assume that everybody's probably already watching that or is planning to watch that. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it yet. Nick, did you, Nick, you, you, Nick loves Aziz. Did you, ever, did you watch Season 1? I wouldn't say I love Aziz. No, I didn't watch that Nick. show. Season 2, and I won't give too much away. It's a great show. You should watch it from Season 1. Season 2, not only does Dean Ambrose get a shout-out, so does Samoa Joe. Are they in I the was, show? No, they're not in it, but they get name-dropped. And it, it's like, you can tell, like, whoever's writing this or one of the writers is, like, a wrestling nerd. Because if you're going <laughs> to do, like, a... You know, if you're going to do like a wrestling reference, you're going to do Cena or something like that. But when I hear these characters talking about Dean Ambrose, it really, it really shot my neck around. <laughs> that must have been interesting. Boy, <laughs> shot your neck all. Wait, wait, why did you act so disgusted at the thought of watching season one, Nick? You would love this show. It's quality. Uh. I, I really like Aziz on Parks and Rec and similar sort of things. Anytime he doesn't act like that character on Parks and Rec, I'm not a huge fan of his. 
Yeah. Well, I would recommend you watching it, especially when he, you know, one of my favorite lines from season one is when he's in, you know, they go to Nashville. By the way, Honky Tonk Central prominently featured. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that Womack establishment there. Right. So I was very happy about that. And he goes and has some drummies and says, more drummies, please. And I, you know. <laughs> It's a great line. It's exactly the kind of line that that. Uh, yeah, there's a there's a drummies throwback in season two as well. That's oh right. man, boy, no spoilers. Um, so anyway, yeah, the, the uh, that's where we're at right now on that, and we're just kind of. I love that show. I need to watch it. I also need to watch Love season two. Did you watch Love, Rob? Was that a show you liked? No, I watched Big Love years ago. The show about the Mormons on the uh, polygamy, which was very good, but I've never seen regular Love. Now, Love is also on Netflix, uh, starring uh, Gillian Jacobs from Community Fame, and it's a Judd Apatow show. I really enjoyed that show. It's really awkward. It's one of those shows that that the people really make you cringe, though. So that's why. Um, I, I in terms can't of rant, it's an uncomfortable movie. <laughs> I don't like uncomfortable things like that. Um, what we talk? What were we talking? Oh, Nick. Now you and I didn't do a podcast a week after we went to Charlotte. So I don't know yeah. if you wanted to talk about the dog situation. The city of Charlotte is overrun by people bringing <laughs> their dogs to restaurants. And I just don't – look, we do a lot of dog talk. I am a dog lover. I have a dog. I have several dogs. Nick, you're a prospective dog owner. But the amount of people bringing dogs to eating, places to eat, and then expecting like – you know, the, the whole dog mom thing – I'm a dog. I saw some Mother's Day. That's what it was. I saw some Mother's Day posts. When it's like, my, I'm a mom. My child has four paws. I mean, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Sorry, I don't know if I'm supposed to say hell. No, nah, <laughs> I mean, definitely not if I got in trouble for Jesus. That, that's under Woody's mental institution uh, program, where if you post a meme saying that you're a mom and your dog has four paws, it's time to bring you in for a psychiatric evaluation because you've lost your mind. So... You know, sorry, dog moms. And don't tell me, like, that's another thing people say to me about my dog. Oh, his daddy's going to – I'm like, no, I'm not his daddy or his dad. Like, this is an animal. I'm a human. <laughs> what the – his dad – your daddy? No, negative. So, anyway – I Nick, saw I, I saw a group of women last night at a baseball game attempt to negotiate cotton candy prices with the, <laughs> with one of these people that walks around selling them for six fifty. They're like, "We'll give you four bucks," and predictably, the uh, the cotton candy guy yelled at them, which I appreciated. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a that sounds like a Miami. Oh, here I found the picture I was talking about. I'm not going to say who posted it because it's a member of my immediate family, which is sad. <laughs> um, it's a it's a picture of two hands making you know making little heart hands hands, yeah. and in the middle is it is a paw and it says my kids have paws happy Mother's Day to all the pet moms out there. I mean, you know, just let them have it, Woody. No, I won't. The line on this <laughs> pet moms, I don't know, man. pet mom. I mean. <laughs> You're not a mom. Did the the whole point? You know, honestly, you it's have, offensive. You have to clean, you have to clean up after it. Do you have to feed it? Do you have to give it shelter? Well, what if it's a fish? Where's the line here? Here's the problem. It's offensive to moms who, who birth children, uh, or you know what I mean. As Mike Gunny would I, I say, mothers I, mothers of children. Yeah, mothers of children. Another Mike Gunny reference. <laughs> I have to talk to mothers, mothers of children. Um, 
And guess what? They're not happy. I don't know if they're not happy, but I'm not happy as a as a dog dad. Wow. <laughs> am I am I going to get something on Father's Day from my dog? No, my dog doesn't know. My dog vaguely knows who I am. Actually, you know, my dog hadn't seen Nick in about a year, and uh, he vividly remembered Nick. He was very excited to see him. So maybe you should become. Maybe are you a dog uncle then, Nick, or what? Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. Dog dad. I'm a dog father. <laughs> yeah. Or, God, or godfather for like dogs. Man. Wait, we just got to go, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, short and sweet. Once again, this week makes less work for Nick. Uh, we didn't have any. Well, we had some minor audio problems on Rob's end, but I don't know if they're going to come through on the show or not. Hopefully. No, they weren't all mine. When you were talking, it sounded like you were a robot at some points. Like your, your words <laughs> yeah, were that, mingled. Yeah, that happened too on our end. So hopefully that all gets uh, ironed out in post uh, by this program that we were paying an exorbitant amount to record the show with. So anyway, uh, like I said, leave us a review on iTunes. Give us some stuff to talk about. Send us an email. Tweet at us at Rivals Podcast. I'm at Rivals Woody. Uh, Nick is at Rivals Krug City. That's biblical spelling. And then, uh, of course, Rob Cassidy is at Cassidy underscore Rob. So, M. Deuce, uh, I forgot to tell him happy birthday in person. I hope he still listens to this show. He might. Anyway, happy birthday again, M. Deuce. And uh, play us out, please. <laughs>